Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So today is another bite-sized episode and from a lovely listener asking all about overeating in the evening following weight restoration from anorexia nervosa. Now, the listener described that in the early days of recovery, the evening eating was, these are my words um, and not hers, but to get the gist of it, the evening eating was sort of almost celebrated or encouraged as a necessary part of the process. But the listener now feels stuck in this pattern and not able to break out of almost feeling like a compulsive need to eat during the evening. And um, and I guess I'm talking about additional eating here, um, you know, on top of like the regular eating plan that would be happening anyway. Now, I think that this is such a common phenomenon, phenomenon <laughs> that happens, not just in recovery from anorexia, but from other eating disorders and also extreme dieting behaviors or restrictive eating over time. So I'm going to share some thoughts on this, why I think it might be um, a problem and how you can start to change this. So I think for many of us, managing eating throughout the day can feel a bit easier. We're often busier, we're distracted, we might be at work or studying or busy being a mum or doing whatever, but often we have kind of structure, purpose, routine during the day. And you may feel less prone to out of control eating, mindless snacking, all of these kind of things, but evenings can be a whole different story. I think by the evening, we're often quite exhausted. You might be feeling at the end of your tether after a really busy day. And I think there's often that feeling, isn't there? Now, what to do with this final hour or two before you go to bed? And maybe you're in the pattern of sofa, TV, time for me now, let's see what's in the cupboard. And maybe that's become a bit of a routine. So I'm gonna talk about five helpful reflections to help stop evening overeating. I guess I just want to give the message here. I'm not saying that eating in the evening is wrong in any way. I guess it's the intention behind it isn't it? You know, if you are eating because you are hungry, you're eating because you are choosing to and you are enjoying it and um, it is suiting your needs, then please go ahead and eat during the evening. I'm talking about it being a sort of problem if someone's feeling that it's compulsive or that they're not able to stop and um, that the intention behind it is not kind of leading them in the way that they want to be going. So, A number one reason I often think that you may be overeating in the evening is when food has become your number one pleasure. Now in a busy and overwhelming life with a never ending to-do list, food can be the pinnacle of pleasure and the thing you look forward to the most. And when you've been restricting your eating, again, food will have become your preoccupation the thing you look forward to, the thing that you plan, the thing that dominates your mind. And of course, food should be pleasurable. It's a joy to eat and a wonderful, delicious part of a full life. However, if you're coming out of an eating disorder, it may have become the pleasure in your life. 
and you may have lost or forgotten about other things that bring you this happiness and contentment also. So if you resonate with this, what's really helpful is to work hard to increase your pleasure quota by finding other ways, in addition to the pleasure of food, things that can bring you joy and happiness. So it's really important to make sure that your self-care bucket is full to overflowing. Because if you're not self-caring enough, often by the end of the day, you're not gonna have any resources in the tank to self-care in more productive and healthy ways. And you're gonna be much more vulnerable to using food, alcohol, mindless Netflix watching. Again, not that there's anything wrong with watching Netflix mindlessly, but perhaps you don't wanna be doing it all day or all evening, every evening. What do you enjoy doing? Who do you like to spend time with? What interests you and lights a spark in your life? And what are your hobbies and interests? What helps get you into a flow state where you just lose track of time and are immersed in the moment? Now, if you don't know the answers to these questions, do not worry. You are on a self-discovery journey of refinding yourself after an eating disorder. You may need to experiment and learn about yourself again, or maybe you might be doing this for the very first time. You know, if you're someone who's listening and maybe you didn't really have a free childhood, maybe you've had to take on a lot of responsibility in your life, caring for others, maybe there've been a lot of other people struggling around you, maybe you haven't had a lot of time to really invest in yourself and discover who you are. But now is your time, okay? And you can just begin to experiment with your likes and dislikes and just to see what really lights you up. Okay, number two, is this a long-standing habit? Now, if you're coming out of an eating disorder, it's likely that your thinking when, when you're in the depths of the eating disorder was probably rigid, rule-bound, and repetitive. You probably had many safety behaviors that were tied in with the eating disorder and enabled you to continue with a sort of maladaptive coping, but also, I'm saying this with compassion, it probably made you feel safe and secure. So there's a strong habitual element here. So a large part of your evening eating might well be down to plain habit alone. You associate food with winding down and taking care of yourself. And maybe there are certain triggers in your environment that set you off down this path. Now as humans, we love our habits. And in many ways, they can be valuable and helpful for us. And for constructive habits, they once these are in place, they allow us not to rely on motivation alone, but simply to follow the habit created by us for our benefit. But if you recognize that evening eating for you is a habit that you don't want to be following, dare to do something different. So shake up your evening routine, take a baby step in an alternative direction, experiment, see how it feels, repeat again, and again, you can just try things out. You don't have to do something and then stick to it. And I think just doing something differently and breaking habits is so valuable in eating disorder recovery because of it's so normal that you will have been stuck in these kind of rigid routines that feel very, very safe, but also massively constrictive and restrictive. <laughs> so dare to do something different. 
practice doing you know something that's out of your comfort zone and see how it feels you know you can always go back to the old coping if that feels better but just shake it up a bit you have a choice okay number three being too restrictive with daytime eating so are you being too good in inverted commas because there are no good or bad foods in the day and then feeling understandably deprived by the evening Now, if you're counting calories or restricting foods, your meals as well may be boring and not satisfying enough. And a common pattern is avoiding carbohydrates or simply not eating enough carbs, not eating enough overall, which can then result in intense rebound eating at the end of the day when the eating catches up with you and the hunger catches up with you. So it's not surprising then that you'll lean towards those sort of tastier alternatives. So instead, Permit the donut or the biscuits to be eaten earlier on in the day. Don't save your calories. This is like a hangover from the eating disorder mindset and will leave you vulnerable to eating more later on. And don't confine certain foods to the evening as this will exacerbate the seductive and forbidden qualities. You don't want to be having food on this pinnacle of pleasure at the end of the day. You want food to just become much more normal, much more sort of less provoking and intense emotional reaction. Of course, it's great to really enjoy food and for it to be like delicious and um, special and yummy, but sometimes it's not gonna be. And it's really helpful just to take it off that pedestal. Now, if you feel anxious about including more carbs or more food in the day, actually just really try to plan it in as part of a sort of meal plan, not a rigid counting calories meal plan. I'm talking about just having structure around your eating, regular eating, ideally aiming for something like three meals and three snacks. And when you plan in, perhaps if you're going to eat your more evening type foods, sit down, enjoy them, eat them mindfully and enjoy every tasty morsel without guilt. Something else just to think about as well with all of this is just to think as well about TV watching and eating in the evening. So I think as well, when we are watching the TV, the research often shows that our eating becomes quite mindless and we don't properly then tune into our hunger and fullness cues. So I think, again, this is the great thing about planning stuff in, making sure that you've sort of thought about when you're going to include some of these foods that you might have eaten in the evening and to just really welcome them in with full permission. So number four, are you on a blood sugar roller coaster? Now, if you are not eating a lot earlier on in the day, your blood sugar is probably getting quite low then when you do get to the evening and maybe you are turning to these different foods that you are you know drawn towards you are probably then getting almost like a maximum maximum physiological and emotional reward from eating those foods because if you're kind of going into that eating episode with quite low blood sugar so you're almost getting like that big blood sugar hit big increase of endorphins, more of what I'd call like what people would describe as feeling a bit more kind of addicted to food. But, you know, that is just something that feeling of being addicted to food often comes from when we're very, very hungry. We've got a bit over hungry. We've let our blood sugar get really low. 
The other thing as well is um, if you are not sort of eating proper meals, maybe you're munching quite a lot on sugary snacks throughout the day, not that there's anything wrong with eating sugary snacks, but I'm just talking about viewing this in a from a more self-care perspective and being mindful on the impact of your physical and sort of mental well-being. You know, if you're munching on sugary snacks throughout the day, your blood sugar will be on a bit of a roller coaster and you will probably be physiologically craving and mentally craving more sugar. So you might even find then by the evening, if you've had a bit of a sort of like overload of sugary snack day, that you're wanting even more by the evening. Now, of course, don't ban sugary foods, but also be wise about keeping blood sugar stable and not getting over hungry. And remember that nothing better stimulates a huge binge or blowout than sugar consumption on an empty stomach. Because as we've just mentioned a bit previously, you will get that massive sort of physiological kind of hit if you're going into eating those kind of foods on an empty stomach. So it's just the very unsexy, boring work of eating disorder recovery, of like eating all the food groups, eating regularly, eating a balance of protein, slow release carbs, good fats, vegetables, as well as including all the foods because all foods fit, but kind of doing that in a way that helps your body to be really regulated and stable. So you've got that really good platform for recovery, which will help you then deal with all the emotional stuff that goes on in life, um, you've almost got that kind of solid bedrock in place. Okay, and number five, emotional coping. So when you're in the depths of an eating disorder, you've probably been frozen in your emotions, perhaps very numb, dissociated and detached from how you feel. And as you begin to heal, these emotions are going to sort of come out of the woodwork and rise more to the surface. Now, actually, this is actually very, very healthy and positive, but also it can be really hard to deal with because if you've been numb and cut off from your emotions for a long time, when you suddenly start to feel your emotions, your feelings again, it can feel really overwhelming, it can feel messy, it can feel out of control, and you can just think, oh my goodness, where has all of this come from? Now, I think as well, emotionally, often by the end of the day, we're often feeling more tired, overwhelmed, perhaps anxious, you know, maybe a whole range of emotions. Um, And I think our emotional resilience tends to be lower because of we have used it up through the day. So understandably, you might be drawn to turning to food to seek comfort, to sort of soothe some of these emotions. And there is nothing wrong with comfort eating. But again, you want to have different ways of coping with your emotions in your toolbox rather than feeling that you are relying solely on food as your main comforter. So if you want to eat something, but you kind of recognize perhaps you're doing it for craving or emotional reasons rather than hunger, you know, perhaps just take a step back and pause and reflect. So, you know, if you realize you're not really hungry, but you're very drawn to food, what is it perhaps that's going on? So think about how are you feeling? Can you name the feeling? Um, If it's really hard to name the feeling, is there an image that comes to mind? Or can you feel any sensations in your body which might be giving you a clue to how you're feeling? And then also think about what purpose is the food serving if you do turn to food in this moment? 
And is it really food that you need right now? Because I think often we can reach for food as a thing to soothe us when sometimes, you know, we just, we might need something else. We might need a hug. We might need a bit of fresh air. We might need a bit of alone time. Yeah, we might need to do something else that's self-caring. So I hope that's given you some thoughts about your overeating in the evening. But of course, if there is something you feel I have missed or that you want to elaborate on, do send me a DM on Instagram. I'll be very, very keen to hear. And I think really important to say, be patient and kind with yourself as you deal with your evening eating. Breaking habits takes time and a self-compassionate approach is absolutely needed. And if food is filling a void for you, then removing it might feel extremely uncomfortable at first. So remember to show yourself understanding and kindness for how it is meeting your needs. And experiment with baby steps and do reach out for additional support if you're feeling stuck. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore. And for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. If you enjoy this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. And thank you to everybody who has in recent weeks and in less recent weeks sent me such lovely feedback on the podcast in my DMs and by email. I do really, really appreciate it. Um, Thank you so much. It's quite incredible to think of so many of you listening all over the world. So thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.